Dude, she literally, I don't know what's been going on. She just wants to just sit on my hobby desk now. Like, just all the time. She's like, check check this out. Like, yeah. Who knew there was so much space up here? Yeah. This is where dad sits. I want to sit right here, right in the way. I want to be on the TV. <laughs> yeah, she's out of control. She's got to she's got to guard your little arm, little men. Yeah, I have little tiny army men over here and she's protecting them. Like her <laughs> her motherly instincts are kicking in to protect little tiny army boys. <laughs> Pretty soon you'll turn back and she's like chewing on one. She's like that one crossed crossed <laughs> me. That one stepped out of line. Heretic. Heretic. That was a heretic. <laughs> heretic. <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit. How you shit. doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm very good. I'm kind of tired, but I'm I am good. I feel like every week is just more of more of the further exploration of the idea that, you know, COVID's canceled and we're just tired and busy now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it like it hit like a ton of bricks. I was not I was not ready for it to be like I needed more of an easing into new job, school, yeah. life. Like, yeah, it didn't happen that way, right? <laughs> yeah, I had the same experience. I feel like, uh, yeah, it, like I was like, yeah, we'll ease back into it. It'll take a couple months to adapt. Things will be flexible. Like life is gonna still be chill and easy and just you know whatever. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, I, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of all right with it. Like I've, like we've said many a time before, you know, the deep ends for winners, man, like dive mm -hmm. in full force or like get out of the way. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely more, um, I'm more inclined to just like fully immersed than you know like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna get my shins wet and then maybe my knees <laughs> like you know if if yeah. i don't have like water up to my neck instantly I, i'm not exactly sure how to handle that either so. right yeah yeah i feel you i feel you man yeah i saw that you uh you did some f uh photographing over the weekend how'd that go yeah so um i I, I brought my camera to the tournament. One of my buddies tagged me. Uh, I did a collab post from the, the DJ picks that were up. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, that was a collab yeah, yeah. post from like a couple weeks ago. He just posted those Oh, now. okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting ready to collab post him, but he collab posted me. Um, but yeah, I mean, photography is just lit, dude. I love it. I wish I had more time for it. I wish that's just all, the only hobby I had sometimes because it's just so sure. rewarding. It's super fun to do. Um, I snuck around with my camera. I was at a Warhammer tournament this last week and I snuck around some tables with it. Uh, my first game got done in about 45 minutes. So oh, that's fast. Yeah, it was bad. It was just over. It was unbelievable. You, you were, you were them. He beat the living shit out of me. Oh, just like came in, fucking dick stomped you into the ground. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Rough. Rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really nice guy. So he's one of the best Tyranid players in the world. And this tournament ah. was weird because it was between editions of books. They were using um, the old Tyranid rules with the old supplements, which are now both not allowed. 
Um, but this yeah. was kind of like the last hurrah because the new rules will be in effect at a different tournament next weekend. And so this guy, uh, his name's Matt Evans, amazing dude, super nice guy, local guy, uh, literally one of the best tournament players in the world, um, brought a very meme list. Like it's literally, if you're familiar with Tyranids, it's normally like a shit ton of bugs. This list, uh, had 13 models or something like that. It had just oh, it was all the big guys, <laughs> huge guys like the, these Forge yeah. World things that are too big that they don't even really fit in your deployment zone, depending on the map. So you can't even use them turn one. Like, dude, it's just unbelievable. But the map we got, he got first turn. He just flew a giant bug over to my side of the table and just killed half my army. And I was like, all yeah. right, <laughs> <laughs> dude, the, the one time that I played, uh, 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 Tyranids, they were, uh, they're really fun to play and this guy was like all hormigons just tons yeah. of and like i just sat there and was like okay how am i going to deal with this like because i was i was kind of spammy in the the demonettes because you can you know anytime you had 30 demonettes they got like three extra attacks and and they only attacked up close so like you just got as many as on the table as you possibly could yeah and then you just o overwhelmed um and it's about the only way that they were good in like the early game and uh he made a grave error <laughs> by like he did like a, a command line with them mm -hmm. and like basically spread the map and just like only got like a you know they're, they're so weak that like I was like, oh man, you just you just divided your team, and I am going to go right through the center of it. And that's exactly yeah. what I did. Like, yeah, his big guys didn't stand a chance because by the time they were actually able to do something, I was, I was well well behind enemy lines at that point and just scoring points <laughs> like crazy. I was like, yeah, it was a good a good battle, but like I think if he would have just tactically changed his view he would have actually like crushed me like yeah. I, I was sure that i was gonna lose and he just was he was just having fun so we we had fun i didn't i didn't i didn't need to make it uh insult to injury or anything like that <laughs> yeah yeah ours was super fun but it got done super fast so i just walked around the event hall for like the next hour just taking <laughs> pictures of people's <laughs> armies and shit while they were playing and i was like hey my game's done nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was good, man. Just My name's Trenton. Yeah, taking some photos. <laughs> I I lost. Can I take pictures of your army? <laughs> so, but yeah, that was that was my it. weekend. What'd you do? What have you been up to, dude? I have been like working a lot mm -hmm. and working on school a lot. Probably not as much as I should be. Like, not gonna lie and say like I am on top of it like i am very much not on top of it although the 30 open tabs on my chrome would beg to differ i am um, in co Engl english composition 2 my class needed me to write a paper and i couldn't come up with a topic like it's a, a, a argumentative research paper and you know those are always fun especially if you like have skin in the game otherwise like they just kind of feel like a weird exercise in futility mm -hmm. like i'm just doing this thing for busy work when like i've already shown that i can do this like why do i need to do one that's twice as long like what's the fucking point mm -hmm. uh you know i've yet to run into a place in business where that has ever <laughs> come up right uh and so i um Dude, your cat is freaking adorable. She's Dude, in a she's cubby just behind you. Lurking. Just, 
it's 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 awesome i just looked up and i was like oh my god there is a cat <laughs> right there yep. it's like I, I think i'm gonna move in here yeah this is my um, cubby now yeah and so like actually where the topic today came from came out of my studying for my first research paper which i i fucking scrapped because um i it, it just seemed like too broad of a topic and something that would be too divisive, you know. Um, and since the school is based out of uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, I am sure that there is a large Mormon establishment in mm -hmm. the school. Sure. And I didn't want to, um, I don't, I didn't want to upset anybody while writing a paper. And I know college is kind of meant for like opening your mind and all this, <laughs> right. but like, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to give anybody their worst day ever um, because like I came up with the idea of like, um, at, are we better off being a secular like uh, nation, a, a secular populace, uh, and, you know, basically should, should religion even exist in the year 2022 as like the world happiness uh, foundation or whatever found that like the top five or like the top 10 um yeah the top 10 countries in the world that are the happiest are also the most secular religion mm -hmm. has the least amount of impact in their society and um we were like 16 or something which like we are always like 16 or something we're never in the top 10 right unless if it's like for like gun violence like we <laughs> right. are always in the top number 10 one, for <laughs> Yeah, we where it counts, we're number one. Yeah, um, and so like I was like researching this thing, and you know, I really love spirituality and things that are like really personal. Uh, that should should really not be um, uh, expressed in mass, specifically in like uh places like you know like mega churches and shit like that mm -hmm. i think that there's it's so anti-god it's like it's the most <laughs> it's the most like satanic shit i've ever seen in my entire life and they're just like that joel olstein character i like the cut of his jib you know and i'm like ah, you guys are fucking idiots <laughs> and like i can't help but like judge right people for it um especially since like ever since i gave up religion and ever since i gave up the pursuit of religion um and like stopped calling myself an agnostic and just really embraced the fact that i've been an atheist for quite some time um my life like changed i got like really happy <laughs> and so like i um i i i took i took all this time to research this fucking paper and i started writing like a thesis on it and like and i just got to the point where i was like this isn't a good paper right this is a good conversation mm -hmm. <laughs> so so hence what we're doing today we're gonna Woo! we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk religion and spirituality and faith today i'm very interested to hear what you have to say about it but uh you know to wrap up what i did this weekend i um refocused back onto the paper and so now i'm taking my life experiences and applying it to the youtube algorithm and uh and i'm asking the the, the uh, my thesis statement is that small being self-employed being an entrepreneur being uh, in a small business is not as good for you as youtube uh or the internet would like to make it seem mm -hmm. and so i'm going through and just like 
dissecting all the things that like nobody talks about like the um small business association uh through the you know the government it, uh they found out that from 2005 to 2017 um the businesses that started within the first year like 20% of them were gone by year 5 um uh, you know, 50% of them were gone by mm -hmm. 2015, only 30% were left. So there is a 70% atrophy rate, whether or not they failed or not, isn't right. really like the point, but it's the fact that like people don't stay self-employed or in small businesses very long. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a really sobering like statistic to look at. It's like, we all love the idea, the idea of hustle, but like, right. The truth of the matter is, is that it's actually way harder than you, you know, will ever know. Right. And the, the, it's completely destabilizing to life. And, uh, and so, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun researching it. It's a little, it's a little raw still for me emotionally, like dealing with those topics, but, uh, it's good. It's good to look at it and kind of reflect on my last year of life and, you know, make sure that I'm still, still on board. So yeah. it's, it's been weird. It's like <laughs> it was a weird weekend. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, like the job's going great. Like I'm learning a ton of shit. Uh, I dude, I, I really like what I do. It's, um, it's, it's gross. It is a really gross job. Uh, and, and the fact that like when you're cleaning these machines that like have cards go through them, all the hand oils from like, you know, uh. people gambling and eating. So it's like dead skin particles and oil. And then just like the wax coating on cards gets like gummed up in these machines. Oh. It's, it's, there's some like real nasty aspects of it. But there's something really satisfying about like cleaning them up and getting them functioning and working, you know, because like everybody wants to blame, oh, it's the cards, it's this, it's that. It's, a, it's not just any one thing that causes these machines to malfunction. It's the fact that like humans are gross right? <laughs> and, and, and every environment's different. And, uh, and so being able to like be in casinos and watching people like I'm like, I don't have really morally have anything against casinos. Like, right. I think consenting adults can do whatever the fuck they want to do. Um, it's, it's their money. It's their time. Like do you, you do you, if it makes you happy, do it. Uh, but watching, watching the delusion at like nine in the morning, like people who've been in there all night long, you're just like, we aren't even in Vegas people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then i'm kind of like make money motherfuckers like go for it yeah <laughs> why, why not it, like none of you look like you're you know about ready to put a gun in your mouth you know they all look like they're having a good time so fuck it <laughs> yeah yeah it's super interesting the the small town casino vibe thing we have like a small town casino town here in colorado called blackhawk and okay. it's um it's just like an old mining town you could go up there and gamble it's kind of depressing, but not at the same time. Cause yeah, cause people are having fun. They're doing what they want to do, but you're like, this is weird, but whatever. They got two nice hotels up there that are pretty cool to stay at. And, um, yeah, that's kind of it. It's kind of like, a, I don't know. It's kind of like a Mimi spot for like parties, you know, like you'll see sure. bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. Like we did my brother's bachelor party up there. It was, it was wild. 
It was just... It's one of those places that kind of always smells like vomit just a little bit. Just like, a little, yeah. Like they, like they just sprayed off the sidewalk the night before. You're like, ugh, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We, we've got a couple places like that here that... um like sleepy little communities that the whole like cobblestone downtown has turned into just like a flesh fest of just yeah. like fraternity bros hooking up and <laughs> like yeah. I've, been, I've been there for bachelor parties and i have watched people like like just like walking down the sidewalk and just being like do 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 <laughs> and then you just like keep on walking I'm like dude you just puked all over <laughs> yeah it's uh it's that town it sounds like it's but it's like yeah, it's sure. way up in the mountains and stuff which is kind of cool so it's very secluded feeling it's it's a super interesting little city but sounds very familiar nice. yeah there's yeah, always the yeah, 9 a.m slot person you're like did you go to bed or you, not? Like, what are you, you doing? Do, yeah. Yeah. Is this, uh, uh, did you ever go to sleep or did you just get up super early? Are yeah. you one of those early bird catches the worm people? All right. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, it's weird being in a casino, like, before seven o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I, I actually like the look. The aesthetic is really cool. They are meant to confuse you. They are meant to keep you in there. They're meant to keep you so you don't know what time it is mm -hmm. it's wild like the psychology behind it it's like you think that it's cruel having to walk through entire pet smart to get your kitty litter like that it's like that sort of mentality turned up to 11 in a casino like they they know how to maximize their return on your dollar and make sure that you spend as much time in there as possible i was just like wow this is this is amazing how <laughs> get you that's how they get you. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Trenton, my friend, tell me, what is your what is your history with religion and or spirituality? Mm. Deep question. Yeah, so, real real hard. I just like go right for the right for the the big we're one. We're just right jumping right in spirituality yeah. episode. Religion. Yeah. Should we do a trigger warning? Trigger warning. Maybe. Content I don't know. warning. Content warning. I, you know, I, like part of me wants to be like, let's treat it as in uh, how we would make our own perfect religion. But also like, I don't actually want to be responsible for that. And <laughs> on the off chance that we actually like get some traction behind it, I don't want to be responsible for your spiritual uh... health. Like the disclaimer, just because we're talking about this doesn't mean I want to be your fucking messiah. <laughs> My cat probably does though. She's down. Dude, cats are always down. They're like, you know what? I am your God. <laughs> yeah, they are. They really are. They kind of just rule whatever bubble they live in. Um, all right. So my spirituality. So I grew up in a Christian household um, and kind of you know, self-selected to stop going to church. Probably by the time I was a teenager, I was like, yeah, not for it's me. Not for me. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, that was pretty much it. Like that was kind of my whole run with religion. <laughs> like we would go like, you know, maybe once a month, a couple times a month, maybe definitely on holidays. Like, you know, we did sure. that kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, I was very like into the idea of being agnostic afterwards, like, oh, there's gotta be something. I don't know what it is, but it's gotta be something, you know, like, it's like, 
you know, it's so romanticized to feel like there's like a greater power, like, oh, something's got to be controlling this. Otherwise, it wouldn't make any sense. And then you get a little older and then you're like, well, whoever's in charge of it's a fucking dick. So it better be nobody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's kind of where I've ended up on the whole thing is like, I, I definitely am way more self-identifying as like an atheist at this point. Like I just, sure. I just don't believe in anything anymore. I'm like, I don't know. Like I believe in, um, I would say like fate or coincidences or like spiritual connections, but I don't really know how or what type of religion that would be the closest to. Um, but definitely not by uh, Western religion me like means at all. Not religious whatsoever at this point in my life. Like sure. basically zero percent. Yeah. No, I'm, I had a very similar sort of thing where, uh, raised Baptist, which is really weird because like my grandma is Catholic, but she never forced the, the kids to go to mass or anything like that. And so she like still will say that she's Catholic, but she's like so agoraphobic. I don't know the last time she actually has been to a mass or been to church, like yeah. maybe, a, maybe a funeral, which is kind of, kind of weird to think about like that, that, you know, like a religion like Catholicism is like, if you don't go to mass, if you don't repent and you don't do this stuff, like you're going, you're not a Catholic and you're, you're actually going to hell. <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. like for her, like she's, she's really afraid of all of that. And so it, it's very weird being like the one, the one grandkid that like outwardly likes all the scary satanic you know, band t-shirt shit. And I would just like, like, I don't really care. I, it's to me, it's all like cartoon characters and stuff. It's all just kind of fun mm -hmm. entertainment and I'll wear that stuff to like family <laughs> reunion shit. And like, like they never once uh, have had any problem with that. And so like, that was really cool. Like not having, you know, my outward family, um, you know, have any issue with it. My parents struggled with it a lot, uh, because they were, um, they were of course worried for my soul and all of that. But, um, you know, it, it wasn't until high school that I had really given it up. I was going every Sunday to church with my high school girlfriend and her grandma. Okay. I loved her grandma. She was real sweet. And we would, we would, uh, go to Sherry's afterwards and have like, you know, a fucking piece of pie and some chicken strips. It was, it was, you know, it yeah. was the Sunday routine. Yeah. Until the, the four, it was a, it was a four square Southern Baptist church that he did. The pastor did a whole sermon on why, um, I personally was going to hell <laughs> because I was having sex out of wedlock and all this stuff of which like we were like pretty discreet about our relationship, but like, because I wore I wore a Metallica t-shirt one day to church that was like a really nice t-shirt and it was very um you know it, it wasn't like the an edgy shirt but because it was a rock t-shirt and I didn't wear like a button up or some shit I was going to hell and I and I just was like you know what I'm fucking tired of old guys telling me what I'm going to do and so like I think later that day I drove and bought the satanic Bible from like a Walden's book or, or something. I went to a mall and bought <laughs> the satanic Bible by Anton LaVey. You know, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to find out what the other side's about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and I felt like, and and that, that's such a like a like you your response of like just walking away and being like I don't know if this is for me is like the much more rational decision. <laughs> and I right. was like, I guess because I'm not Christian, I am anti-Christian, <laughs> and that was like my my stance. Like there was no gray area, and I think that so much of what is happening in the world right now actually can be derived from that that extreme that 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 flop because so many people are conditioned to believe if you're not with me you are against me you are my enemy and that is like one of the most i think one of the most dangerous views on this planet and um something that i don't think you get without something like religion like an organized Mm -hmm. religion i don't think that we are predisposed to actually believe that of people. I think as a herd society and a community, we rely on each other to, you know, hunt and gather and make things. I think that that as a society would dictate, that isn't the way that we are evolutionarily bred to be. And so I think it's really anti uh, you know, anti-love and anti-progress to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I like, and for many years I spent just like reading books, reading about magicians, reading about, you know, anything to make sense of this fucking chaos that is the planet hurtling through space. You know, it, it's to think about what we actually are in a cosmic level we are absolutely insignificant and like i was i needed an answer for that yeah <laughs> and i was i was searching for that and so that a lot of my drug use came from just being completely lost in in the universe uh until i until i moved to st louis and i got away from it all and just had time to enjoy and like have a real tomato like like real weird simple shit that just was like oh i actually don't care about the cosmos i don't care about you know the the universe as a whole i really want to know why balsamic vinaigrette and olive oil taste so good over a tomato <laughs> you know like <laughs> like the, the the world got really small again and like i can enjoy like life i i don't know it was really weird i didn't i didn't enjoy being on this planet until i i got away from all of those things and yeah. um and so I, I don't know i um i've been thinking a lot about that that whole is spirituality and religion just innately bad for us <laughs> like is it's it bad deep. for us it's a deep deep topic yeah and you know probably something that like is you know too deep for for uh you know miniature painters to talk about (laughs) on a tuesday morning but doesn't matter i think that a lot of the people who listen to us and a lot of the people who are here in this hobby space um are asking themselves the same questions having the same conversations um and and it's weird, like when I find somebody now who's just like, "Yeah, no, I'm a Christian." I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> like to me now, it's it's the odd thing, uh, even though 
like it's still you know one of the the most popular religions in this country is mm-hmm. you know uh, Christianity. Um, I find I find it really interesting when people are just like, oh yeah, no, I'm still Christian. I'm like, huh? Interesting. I didn't know that you guys still existed. <laughs> you guys are still doing your thing, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, my off-the-cuff answer would be that no, it's on paper not bad to have, right? Like spirituality or religion on paper makes sense to exist. It's just like what's unfolded as a result of that, both good and bad, but the bad has been real bad. And yeah. um, I think that it's, you know... It's tough, right? Because does the bad that's unfolded outweigh the good that exists from it? Like the people who just genuinely are like, it's just nice to have something to believe in. And that's what gets me through the day. Does Dude, and some people need that. They, and yeah. that community that comes with it. Like right. truly like that losing that through COVID was devastating for people. Yeah. I would say having an outlet to give people something that they need is so important. But when that is a system that oftentimes becomes a corporate business that oppresses other people. It turns into a really tough thing to have to navigate. Like, you know, I'm glad that it makes this one person happy, but it's oppressing these millions of people on the same thing, you know? And it's sure it's really weird. It's really weird to navigate the right and the wrong from it. And it's like, it's hard to say like, is this bad that it exists? Because I would just say, I don't know. I would say off the cuff, it's not, it's not bad that it exists would be my opinion on it, but I don't like the current state of it. And (laughs) I don't know. Like it's, it's a mess. So I I think I, I think I would say that it's bad that it exists um, because I think it's, totally perverted from what it what it was um and was always set out to be and if like you follow the the teachings of christ and the bible and the the new testament you know like first off we need to delineate a line of people who use the old testament um to like prove anything in society um are like using bad faith arguments all the time as like the you know the whole point of the new Testament was to like, get rid of the vengeful God (laughs) to make a more, a more universal, um, uh, uh, religion based off of love, acceptance and forgiveness, which is not (laughs) the old Testament. And truthfully, like the only people who the old Testament really should have any weight towards is, uh, like Jewish people and the Torah is that like all of that was their, their, it's their books of oppression. Like truly that's what their lessons come from, you know, Moses and all that shit. Like that isn't a lesson that applies to modern day society. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, you know, when I hear people, you know, quoting Leviticus and bullshit like that to say that, you know, guy, guys can't have sex with with guys. I'm just like, it also says that we can't jack off and we shouldn't eat shellfish, of which I fucking had shrimp the other night. And it was great. And I just got done jacking off. So like, <laughs> like, <laughs> if those two things aren't, aren't sending me to hell, I can also say that having sex with some, one of your friends, 
<laughs> it's also not going to send you to hell. <laughs> God sent so, me here to eat shellfish and jerk off, and I'm all off. out of shellfish. <laughs> oh, going to that casino for that all-you-can-eat crab buffet and want to jerk off on the way. Oh, out my God. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, you know, I have this, like, real real frustration with especially like there are antagonists in this society that live on youtube for clicks mm -hmm. and because i don't want to say because pc culture has pushed people too far because like i for the most part like dig on the pc culture shit like i want people to be more comfortable who they are and not feel oppressed like who doesn't want that and if you don't want that you're probably a bad person but like there is something to be said about people who weren't ready to not be able to use words that put people down it's like comedians who only know how to rag on people like and, you know make jokes about how my wife likes to spend all my money and you know <laughs> bullshit that like is so old hat because they can't actually look at a mirror and see themselves so they actually have to like you know, put that shit on other people and put their insecurities and all that on, on other societies. It's, it's like, a, it's as obvious as it is that, you know, here we are every single time. This is what we're, we're, we're dealing with, with these people, so many of them just use bad faith arguments. And, you know, I think are so far away from what, um, you know, religion actually started out as, you know, as a place to commune and to be close and, um, you know, to, to, um, you know, bring love into a society, you know, like that was what Christ was about, <laughs> you know, like, like, and I, and so when I, when I hear people, um, you know, using the Bible to, you know, talk about, you know, why they hate somebody and it's like, yeah you, know, you just hate people because you're a bad person right. <laughs> you know like like if that's the the lesson that you got from this you obviously didn't do the reading <laughs> didn't did not do your homework yeah or there's just something totally broken with you as a human being <laughs> yeah dude it's super interesting i feel like i don't know a ton about the origins of religion and some of these topics like maybe we should do a two-parter on this whole thing like i think that we should continue to dig in do you want to do a two-parter sure. and do should we do homework and then come back and discuss like we should learn about religion and origins and things that are make sense or maybe get to the bottom of it and do a two-parter on it i think that'd be interesting oh, dude i i think that we could talk spirituality and togetherness and religion and uh, like how it appeals like because like even like things like warhammer like totally play off of you know spirituality i mean we have a, we have a god emperor Big which e, is, dude. is it is a fucking dune reference but you know like <laughs> um that like for, for the guy on the golden throne <laughs> it, it works uh mm -hmm. but um you know, there's there's so much religious iconography in there, and just the fact that we call like anybody who isn't into the Imperium heretics, you know, just like, and and that whole story is about eradicating races, destroying mm -hmm. planets of heretics. Like, think about that. Like, that is its whole premise is to have uh, uh, a, a truly a, a white supremacist society as like 
all of the space marines are cloned off of one dude. <laughs> right. Right. They are <laughs> and that's it was a white guy. <laughs> yeah, 40k uh where it takes 50 books to find out that the good guys are actually the bad guys and the bad, bad guys, guys are still also the bad guys and maybe the only people who had to figure it out were the Tyranids who were just there to just eat everybody. Yeah, eat everybody. <laughs> Green skins, I also think that they were probably yeah. right in it. They're, they're big on recycling. Yeah. Um, they love <laughs> they're, they're they just love fungus. Growing things. Yeah, they're just fungus. <laughs> yeah. What did they do wrong? <laughs> they have really bad spellers. I mean, yeah. I think that that's probably their biggest uh their biggest sin is their their command of the English language is just pretty, a, pretty slim. Horrible grammar, man. They just cannot horrible figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Just sinning levels of bad grammar. So you never had any like crisis, uh, like a, a spiritual crisis then after, after walking away from religion, you were able to just give it up. Yeah. I mean, but I think a lot That's of awesome. that comes from not ever being like wildly invested in it in the first place, you know, uh, like I think from an early age, I was like, some of this shit's not quite adding up in this book, you know, like, <laughs> wait, there's a father, the son and a ghost. What? <laughs> yeah. You know? And so I don't, I never really felt like a really tight knit bond to it. And I think that, so it, when it just kind of, I don't know, like being able to just be like, yeah, I don't know. It was pretty easy for me really. That's like, great. cause I was never really like thoroughly invested in it. It wasn't like, really really deep in my family like it was a part of it but not really like especially in, in my house you know like my dad didn't go to church like at all sometimes on holidays i would go with my mom like me and my brother would and um you know my grandparents were a little bit more into it borderline a lot into it into their their sure. later years um but yeah it never really i don't know it just didn't quite stick so it was like one of those things that I was just like, meh, yeah. Dude, I did church camp. I, instead of doing art classes in school, I'd walk across the street to the little church and we'd do Bible studies. Like, mm. it was so ingrained into my family. And I actually don't know why, because like, like I said, my dad wasn't, um, and I think, I think in, for a lot of people, there is a societal pressure to be a, in a religion as like, that's where like a moral sense of community is at, even though like morality is a secular, uh, construct, you know, we, mm -hmm. we had to build the choice in this world to be good and or bad. Mm -hmm. So therefore, like, and it, it didn't have any, like, whether or not you were going to heaven or hell, it's like, no, nah, I actually just think that raping people is bad, stealing shit is bad, and murdering people is bad. Like, like that's a universal, <laughs> like, nobody is ever arguing that just because you, you don't have God in your life doesn't mean that you can... Uh, you know, uh, uh, say that someone's bodily autonomy isn't theirs, you know, like that's something that we all hold pretty true to ourselves, even though the, you know, religious right will have women be second class citizens, you know, any time now, just because they don't like, uh, the idea of dead babies, which truthfully, nobody loves the idea of dead babies, <laughs> but like, right. A fetus isn't a baby, <laughs> you know, right. it's, right. it's just a, it's just a fetus. It's not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and, and so like to be on that side uh, of the topic, you know, and especially to, to think about like the, the, the lifelong commitment it takes to, you know, to be pro birth, (laughs) you know, they aren't, they aren't pro children. They're just pro birth. They just Mm -hmm. want you to have the kid, but they don't want to actually be there for you after the kid. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, pretty disgusting and obvious at this point. You're just like, you guys, you guys are on the wrong side. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I don't know with, with me, I, I really, I flailed. And so like when I was in high school, um, my mom bought me this book here, which this is a copy that I bought for my wife. This is, uh, the four agreements by Dude, Don Miguel Ruiz. I have that Do book you, like five feet away from me. You really? Yeah. It's a great book. Yeah. It's such a, it's such an easy thing. And like when you read it, the first time you read it, it's so short, like you'll finish it in like an hour or two. Uh, you'll be so mad at it. You'll be like that. It was the dumbest thing I have ever read. Of course, this is the way that people should live. Like who would actually think that this isn't a thing. And then you realize that like your entire life, you've been mad at other people (laughs) and how they affect you and your world. And the, where the, uh, the four agreements like really breaks down. It's just how to like have mental autonomy in a space where you are always bombarded and um you know like while it isn't perfect like he uses the g word quite a bit and like i don't personally subscribe to god as a singular uh entity um you know if there is a god it is you know it is good smelling good tasting food it is music it's sex it's you know my 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 god is like the things that i are practical in this planet that i can enjoy (laughs) um but like i was really like struck by that after like the second read i was like now i get what he's saying i dig this this is actually very good and um and i think it's one of like one of those things that like i kind of wish like I wish modern religion, and maybe it is now, I don't know, I've been so out of it for so long, I wish that there was more reflection on what other religions and spiritualities can bring to the plate, and an understanding that, like, so many religions are exactly the same, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, exactly the same, that there, um, there wouldn't be, uh, there wouldn't be near as much conflict when it came for like the religious supremacy of the planet, you know, like, um, you know, and it's so much so that like, did you watch the show Race by Wolves at all? No. Is that on HBO? It is. Yes. It's an awful show. That yeah. show is dumb as hell. Okay. I feel like <laughs> this was the show we talked about early on in our show and not yeah. in this episode, but a few episodes ago. And I, I caught my eye and it's like, it's on my watch list. Like I still do want to watch it. I mean, you can watch it. Uh, like I'm, I, 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 I've watched it, and I hate the show. Like I know I hate the show, and that that whole thing is like there's a war between the atheists and the theists, and you have like they worship Soul, which is their sun god or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's it's so it's like a 15 year old wrote a show about religion. It just is so dumb and amplified for no reason. And, uh, yeah, it's just not a good show. 
But I come back to it, and I've watched it <laughs> now all the way through, and uh, and we'll watch season three when it inevitably comes out because I'll be like, see, I told you, this is the dumbest <laughs> shit ever. That's Dude, that's me and Yellowstone. That is the dumbest show ever, and I will watch every season <laughs> of that show. <laughs> Fucking hate it, man. Yeah, I like I like sci-fi, even even bad sci-fi, you know, because like mm-hmm. the moments when that show is cool, it's actually pretty cool. But like, it is like the the stupidest understanding of what religion is, and all the atheists have tattoos on their face, and it just makes me like so mad. It's like you know, in like uh, Suicide Squad, the first one, all of the uh, all the bad guys had tattoos on their face too, and it's just like. <sighs> Guys, yeah. guys, 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 stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> yeah. When are we going to move away from this? Yeah. Um, have you found in your time uh, while wandering this planet, <laughs> that have you found any, uh, any tools that help you feel more centered and grounded that maybe, maybe you don't understand or things that you have to put more uh belief in the disbelief of it or the like the the faith that this is something good for you have you found something like that yeah i found exactly one of those things um so a bit of story time so i love it um 6 years ago 7 years ago um my grandpa passed away on my birthday and Sorry. Um, no, it's cool. And, uh, here's why it's cool. So, um, we always had this unique bond, right? You know, first, first grandson, grandpa, we just kind of had this vibe. Like, I don't know. We just kind of got each other. And so sure. it kind of just made sense in a way. Like I remember my brother woke me up that day cause I was staying at his house cause he, my, our, our grandpa was not doing well. And so we were up visiting what we knew was probably the last time. And I woke up that day and he woke me up and he's like, Hey, like grandpa passed away this morning. And I was like, yeah, I know. And just went back to bed. Like I just knew. Mm. And, um, so ever since then it has been a repeating number. So the numbers four and 18 are everywhere. Um, but only in times that I need like the reassurance that I'm in the right place at the right time. And so if there's ever like a doubt in my mind, like, should I be here on this time? Um, I am. And that number will show up somehow. And it's very, very weird. Like I remember when I bought my first condo, it was the code to the lockbox that the realtor, the other realtor had said. Yeah, 4180. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck, dude? What? Yeah, like, so it, it shows up in weird ways like that. Um, but it's it's a number that when I see it, it like, I don't know, it, it for some reason makes me feel comforted that that's where I'm supposed to be at that time because it's a meaningful number. And I sure. don't know, like, I mean, it's, you know, just adding correlation to something that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But for some reason in my brain, when I see those numbers, I'm like, I'm supposed to be here at this moment. And this is why. And, yeah. um, so I don't know. It's, it's really interesting. Um, that it have just, you done any research into numerology and why those numbers are important? No, no. Interesting. Interesting. I will. Maybe we'll uh, dig into that for episode two. I think that that might be a good one for you to to get into and di- dig a little bit because it'll it four is like the mo the one of the it's the first stable number in the sequence of numbers hmm. as like 
a house has four corners to hold it up. And therefore, this is the first thing that you can uh, live and grow in. And so, like, there is there is uh, a practicality to the number four that, uh, you know, three is stable, but also, like, like, you can build off of a three, but it isn't exactly practical. Mm-hmm. And two is, is strong, but, like, there is no... Um, you know that there's like a, a bond there uh and you know one of course is the the uh loneliest number that you can ever do two is just as bad as low one is the loneliest number since the number one um <laughs> that, so <laughs> that's so crazy because that's um that's my wife's favorite number is four and that's how i also knew like when we started dating and like we were just talking about random shit we were probably just hammered at a bar i was like you know the story comes <laughs> up and it's like hey She's like, my favorite number is four. And I'm like, really? <laughs> my favorite number is also four. <laughs> yeah. So that's super crazy. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things that's been around. And I think that it it does make me feel comforted and stable. And sure. So that's very interesting. Well, that kind of leads me on to like my next thing. So like I after after drugs and alcohol became my um my new religion um when i was at like 19 or uh yeah 19 my first apartment i tried starting my first religion uh and i called it neo-satanism and uh it was i had a pentagram with an upside down cross off the bottom of it because i was edgy as fuck (laughs) and um i would like paint it on my skateboard and shit like that and um it was all about drinking, smoking, fighting, and fucking, and and then we added the fifth tenet to it, which was rocking, <laughs> and um, which was like real dumb because at the time I was also like not fucking nor fighting. Um, I did drink and smoke quite a bit, but like, <laughs> um, and and I wasn't rocking at the time either. So like, yeah, it just was like you know three of the five things were totally stuff i wasn't doing (laughs) um but it it felt edgy and i thought it was a a good idea to to do that um it wasn't truly until uh i quit drinking that i found a device that has been really important for me um and that was tarot cards um as like a meditation device because like I don't know about you, but this brain never really stops long enough to actually um, get anything out of. Like, it is, I'll, I'll find myself in deep contemplation where, like, I'll be basically daydreaming, and you know, and then I'll realize that, like, I have actually no idea what I was just doing for, like, the last, like, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, you know, just like I disappeared a half hour, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm like, okay, where um, tarot cards have given me uh, a real tool of self-reflection and meditation on stuff, um, especially when I'm feeling, um, you know, at odds with where, where I'm at uh, emotionally, like I can sit down and pull some cards and kind of think about what that might mean in, um, in reflection to my life and sometimes it's like totally wrong like i think i pulled cards for you the other day and you never responded back and so maybe secretly <laughs> they, they I was like, hit harder mm. but uh you know like i think that they like 
totally missed you. <laughs> like, I, I think I was probably the cards that were pulled for you weren't right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, or, yeah. or you would have said something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just sometimes think about stuff. This is actually a conversation I've been having at work a lot with my boss. I'm like, I just think about things and try to figure out, find some sort of meaning in them for probably way longer than I should. Instead of just, <laughs> instead of just accepting things for what they are and being like, yeah, or no, I just keep thinking and thinking, but yeah. So does tarot to you just bring you like, is it like a comfort thing? Like just having that thing to do and focus on when your mind's running or to distract yourself from other things. Is it a comfort thing? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like in the same way that like fidget spinners were a thing, um, you know, people, the old people who would like roll quarters down their knuckles just because they like were bored. And so they had to learn something mm -hmm. very much. It is that sort of, uh, thing. It com comes out of the same spot. Like I just needed something to do with my brain to like focus it in, a, in an area. And so like, I think people playing video games is probably really close to that now, even though I think a lot of people, um, you know, are, are very un, unmagically uh, playing video games. It's something that they do out of habit. Same thing, like a lot of people just sit down and watch TV and are not getting anything more than just something that visually passes the time for them. You know, they're, they're not very engaged. Um, tarot for me was a way to be engaged and um, get back to some spots in my, in my life that I had let, uh, you know, kind of wither on the vine, just, just having some time to actually like grow and think about it. So is that, so is this like, when I think about that and I think about numbers also bringing comfort to me in like a way, does that fill the role? Right? Like, I feel like there's a lot of things that can bring you comfort, but there's certain things that like you keep going back to as like, this is what I do. Or when you see it, it mean it's more meaningful comfort than other things that also bring you joy or whatever. But is that, do you think that that's what like religion is supposed to be doing to people or is was designed to that, you know, some people find that, but some people, I don't know, get lost in it or, or decide it's not that or take it too far or not far enough or whatever. But that's what I'm thinking is like, is that what this whole thing was supposed to be? Like, is that the point from the beginning was to bring comfort in finding something? Yeah. And, and, to to give some sort of um you know comfort and like uh, an answer to the unanswerable mm -hmm. you know i think that there is a lot of well you know especially as like the human brain developed into ways that became more um uh intelligent and more creative and more uh you know and and, and the further we got away from the actual like like societal need of like being afraid of the dark, you know, like we, we, we as a society have changed so much from, from cave dwelling days to where we are now Our uh, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs has, has changed. <laughs> and as, um, you know, we remove a actual existential, uh, threat, we are, are left with a void there. So like, we don't have to worry about bears eating us. 
So mm-hmm. now we have all this extra mental room that of not having to protect ourselves from bears. So much so that like we are completely uh, we're completely removed from the world as a indifferent and dangerous place. Uh, you know, like every year people fall into the Grand Canyon because they're trying to take a fucking selfie on the edge, you know, get their views, get their likes, you know, look at this shot. It's going to be great. And then they fucking fall into the edge because they, um, think that it's the, the Disneyfication of the world. You know, we have removed so many threats that everybody just thinks that the world's a safe place that's going to take care of them. Uh, my, my business partner, Andy, he, he always tells the story of, um, a float trip that uh, people went on and they didn't understand that the river goes and goes. It doesn't come back around in a loop and drop them off where they got on. It's not a ride. And so like they went on this river and ended up getting hurt. I think some of them died (laughs) all because they didn't understand that the natural world is still an unforgiving and dangerous place. It's Mm -hmm. beautiful and we should understand it and love it and protect it. (laughs) But also it is very indifferent to our survival. (laughs) Like, like, and, and with some of the storms that we have out here in the Midwest, I'm pretty sure like if mother earth is a thing, she doesn't want us on her anymore. <laughs> She's like, you know, I'm shaking you guys off like a dog trying to get fleas right, off. It's right. that kind of feeling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually she'll shake California into the ocean. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, as the, the, the last iceberg, you know, the last glacier falls into the ocean and raises the sea level pretty soon here in St. Louis, I'll have beach property you know that sort yeah. of thing yeah yeah, yeah. it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah it would be great and your house will be worth millions of dollars yeah it's because it'll be the only place above water around here because like truly we're on a hill and so everything else would just be like oh it's all water <laughs> yeah oh man uh that's that's just a terrifying thought to think about um it's coming. but yeah i think i think that that was what religion did is like it started to fill the spots of like okay well now we don't have to wear worry about you know lions and tigers and bears oh my (sighs) like why are we here you know Mm -hmm. they have the time to stop and i think that like artwork you know the creative thing that's when we started getting really creative like we stopped being um you know art wasn't a thing just to document what was going on you know, as like early cave paintings are assumed to be, um, as like a recount of lore, early hieroglyphics are telling stories of, you know, the time that was there. Um, you know, we started getting creative and inventing our own spaces and inventing our own stories. Um, you know, so much so that like, we still go back, you know, hundreds of years and are stuck on artwork. We are stuck on plays. We are stuck on things from, you know, so long ago because, it didn't exist at that time, you know, mm-hmm. like there wasn't a body of work and the tools to preserve it. You know, everything was flat, you know, fleeting and quick, you know, you would have like the, the idea of like the Greek gods and stuff like that. You know, I mean, like it, we didn't just go from the idea of like, 
cave paintings to Christianity, we've had multiple religions and multiple theistic uh, uh, religions that all, um, you know, the, the religion disappeared with the destruction of the society, you know? And so like we lost so much when like the Roman empire fell, then, uh, Egypt no longer became the, like the hub of the, 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 you know, the Nile there as it all dried out and became desert, <laughs> you know, like, like, so did all of the, um, Egyptian gods and, you know, all of that stuff, all, you know, religion is only as important as the society that holds it up. And so, hmm. uh, you know, say zombies happen next week, Christianity's toast. <laughs> like nobody's going yeah. back to God. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll talk about, about JC and, uh, and his crew and, and like, and jest, but like that, that thing's gone. Like as, as soon as society crumbles, the actual religion that we support will disappear, which is a really interesting thing. And we've seen it over and over and over again. Otherwise we would still be talking about Zeus and, and not just like in fucking Marvel comics and bullshit like that. Right. We would still be thinking about, um, you know, all this stuff. And I think, you know, you know probably like the longest running, uh, aspect of that is like Hinduism, you know, it's something that is a, an extremely old religion and has multiple gods that have been around for forever and they're still you know we still talk about vishnu and stuff like that <laughs> you know like one of the most populated countries on the planet way more than we are yeah. still finds all of that to be very uh important to them um and just it's interesting that western society is so removed from that conversation of these guys have been doing it longer. <laughs> this shit has been around a lot longer. Like maybe, maybe they have a, a lot more to say than, than we do. And we, we, uh, we don't analyze that near enough. I don't think. You're right. That's super interesting because it seems so obvious on the surface, right? You like think about the great religions of the past that aren't a thing anymore. And it's like, yeah, it really is propped by the civilization that, that worships it. And yeah, to your point also that we don't think enough about it. That thought has literally never crossed my mind like that. Like <laughs> all you got to do to get rid of Christianity is just wipe out the United States. And then, you know, the little bits of it that's left in Europe will probably also go. That's super interesting. Yeah. And I think yeah, to your point, yeah, like it's just, it feels like it's a thing that's always been around and will always be around in the future, but it's, it's just not like all it takes is just one one wipe of a significant size population and everything's gone. Yeah, yeah, it's um, hmm. and and it, and to me that that's a real betrayal of what religion can be. So like, uh, you know, religion is not taxed; it makes money freely in this society and yet it has no actual societal obligations to make it any better um and so like you know look at the catholic church look at the vatican it is its own country like it may be in italy but it is a sovereign state you know it is like you know that costs money <laughs> to to do because they don't export anything out of there. <laughs> like they're like don't be like oh you know I got these shoes they were built in the Vatican they're fucking excellent <laughs> you know like they don't have like a bustling economy like that. Right. It truly is the fact that Catholics tithe, and it is part of their religion. 
you know, same thing, you know, Salt Lake City has, you know, has an economy and, you know, Utah as a state has an economy, but the fucking Mormon church, you know, it is the, uh, it is propped up. The, you know, the Latter-day Saints are propped up by its tithes of its people. And, um, and to make it like one of the most rich organizations on the planet, you know, like mm-hmm. they have so much wealth there, um, you know, and, and, and that's good for like, keeping up with like the logistics of how to like grow a religion but also like what about like their their mediocre soup kitchen isn't handling it you know they aren't paying for fucking hospital bills of their parishioners they aren't uh you know like they they still have gofundmes to take care of (laughs) their people when like they they should just be it should be part of it. It should be like insurance, you know, like they should be handling that aspect of, of the population. It's, um, and not playing in politics, but yet they'll spend millions of dollars on a political campaign to get things pushed the way that they want to push the agenda of anti-abortion instead of, you know, setting up cheap and affordable housing for the homeless, you know, drug treatment facilities for people who need it. And these are things that they could do. The, the Catholic church paid millions and millions of dollars hiding fucking molesting priests all over and paying like the people who are suing them to shut the fuck up. Like, tell me how, (laughs) like, regardless of how, what you believe, tell me how that is a holy uh, a holy society, you know, like yeah. that, that right there is just like, uh, you know, the, everybody complains about lawyers and all that shit that that's like the religion of lawyers. They're like, well, if you pay enough money, we'll figure out a way to make it go away or we'll minimize it. You know, like that isn't owning it up. That isn't a- asking for forgiveness and that isn't protecting the society that has propped you up, you know? And that's, that's when I, um, I get really upset mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's kind of why I like, I'm not super, super vocal about this stuff, but it's like, I may be an atheist, but it's why I'm a member of the satanic temple because they are the only people on the planet right now that are like fighting for freedom of speech, for actual freedom of expression of religion, who are trying to battle this like theistic, um, society because it it's it's coming in a way that we aren't paying attention to and we've allowed them to essentially you know militarize in this this country and i'm i'm no longer having any of it like it makes me really mad and so like i'll i will support to their to their uh war uh on you know uh, you know, uh, bodily autonomy and stuff like that. They, they are the only people that are, seem to be defending women in a religion at all. Like everybody right. else is just like, well, you know, they were once second class. They can be second class again. It's fine. We will take care of them. Right. It's fucking yeah, bullshit. It is. You know, it's insane. Yeah. So what would be, do you want to pivot into what would be your, if you could just, throw together a religion and we're not we're not starting a religion for you people to follow i I actually this is this is exactly where i was hoping we would go with this like right now like i'm I'm feeling like like same brain same brain yeah i I, i'm really there's a reason why you and i get along so well (laughs) um well what what do you need not what do you want what do you need in this world is that a question to me or is that how you would start your religion? 
Uh, it's both. Like, like, and and that's the hypothetical question to the listener too. Like, what do you need? What do you actually need? Hmm. I would say, um, what I would need out of a religion would be an organization that represents and progresses society. I think that is a beautiful, beautiful, succinct statement that I wish I would have thought of. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also want that. Uh, We have it. Science. It's a thing. (laughs) It's ever evolving. (laughs) And when we learn more, instead of being like, no, you're wrong, we're like, oh, cool. Oh, Let's learn more. Let's yeah, grow. Nice. <laughs> Progress. Good, good Progress. facts. <laughs> facts. I like this. <laughs> um, I need love. Mm, good pick. Good pick. I need, I and not just like adoration love. I need societal love. Like I need to see a neighbor being there for a neighbor. Like we have this whole fear of people in the world and for the most part like most people are really just genuine like and good people like it sucks when you like are confronted with the point that like maybe maybe you aren't totally aligned on stuff and and then you have to make decisions on how you interact with them but like how how what do you put into the world is it more love or is it do you are you divisive like like i think that that trying to always be on the side of love is actually really important and you know that's one of the things that you said in our first episode like you want to explore more love and i'm like yeah i'm actually like way into that (laughs) like i'm actually way into um having more love and kindness and uh understanding Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, I think that that's something that, uh, that I need in this, in this world. Yeah. Um, I would say on the same topic, but also not on the same topic, brutally oppressing oppressors inside of this new religion. <laughs> If you are shutting them down, it is no longer eye for an eye. It is an eye for both eyes. If you steal something, you will lose both hands. And if you have a problem with it, your tongue too. like remove the, remove the thought of a, make it so insane to even imagine oppressing somebody that it starts to shift society. Like if it even crosses your mind, you will be shot in the street. Like, that's what yeah. we <laughs> I love I love I love that idea, you know. That gets a little that gets a little too old testament though. Like mm. there's this whole thing that like um you know, like I'm not against the death penalty. Oh, bring it back. <laughs> you know, a, a lot a lot of people are, you know, like the people who are anti-abortion are also pro-death penalty. The people who are anti uh who are pro-abortion are anti-death penalty. I'm like like not nah, I think John Wayne Gacy 
like we were watching the, like the John Wayne Gacy tapes and it's like, God, we should have just fucking shot him. <laughs> like we spent millions of dollars to keep this fucking piece of shit alive to the point where like he actually believed the fact that he didn't do it by the end. You know, like he mm-hmm. had convinced himself that he was no longer the bad guy. And I'm like, no, he was the fucking bad guy <laughs> the whole time. He was the bad guy. Um, and so, like, I do think that, like, with actual 100% empir- uh, empirical evidence, you know, caught red-handed in the act, doing it, like, I think we should be much more swift and much more harsh. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, I, we need a society that, um, you know, doesn't have a place for want. Like, they're, they're here, the problem mm. of, of uh, creating a have and a have not is that you'll always have a class uh that is underserved and therefore has to operate outside of the law and the law in religion is um not understanding of people's plights like all of them it's very black or white like oh you're this well then you're going to hell um you know, I think that there's a lot of reasons why uh, things happen and we don't actually give the tools. So I would say something along the lines, if I would adjust that to um, uh, like, like harsh, harsh for harsher, uh, harsher societal repercussions for those who uh, aren't trying to to fix, uh, you know, who that aren't trying to. Um, you know, if you are a repeat offender of, of, uh, breaking the, the, the societal love, the societal flow, that that's when we have to be more, uh, 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 aggressive and, you know, something that is more, um, punitive, <laughs> you know, like, like, because there are people who that like hide behind the fact that they can just like, oh, I can ask God for forgiveness and I'm going to be totally fine. And that is, that's it. Like they totally do it. You know, the, the, all the fucking priests that have damaged all these families, you know, that they're, they are technically the conduit to God, like that they are forgiven. And so therefore there is no repercussions where like, I'm totally into like taking every single one of those priests out and publicly flogging them. <laughs> you know, I like, like making a societal example of that. Um, but also like you know to the thief who is doing things to fucking you know pay pay for their <laughs> their rent to do all of that like you know like i don't think necessarily that we should be as near as as harsh because we have com- we have created a, a society has created a uh, a donut hole where they don't exist and some people are just fucking thieves anyways like look at all of the fucking rich people on the fucking planet you don't think that they didn't steal from somebody mm-hmm. like, all of them did like yeah. literally like we sit back and we worship fucking elon musk and like oh shit he just bought twitter how fucking crazy is that that dude could be like i saw a great meme and it was like I could have solved world hunger, but instead I bought a Twitter. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. It's just like a bunch of like, I don't know, like just self-worshipping. That's really it. It's like, why, dude? Who fucking cares anymore, dude? Like, who cares, yeah. man? Like, it's cool. That's cool. So See, that the, you and all the, your other... I think I saw I saw a really good thing, a little off topic, but I saw another really good thing that was people were like, this is not a left versus right issue that he bought Twitter. It's about control of power. 
It's about yeah. it's about the people in power continuing to be able to stay in power by using any platform that they can to say whatever they want instead of being challenged on their own ideologies. And I was like, that is exactly right. That is the real problem. Yeah. It's not a left versus right issue about this whole thing. It's that the richest man in the world, basically, is he the richest man in the world? He's top. Whatever. I believe he top three. Yeah. If he's not he, in, he's, he's top, the three. top three. Yeah. He bought a platform to be able to say whatever he wants on it. And you know who else can say whatever yeah. they want on it now is all of his other, the other top 20, you know, and like that yeah. sucks. That's bad for society. So uh, that would lead me maybe into my next point, which is um, more Old Testament stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, See, I, I, there's, there's a really interesting thing that like, like your your thought process is all gone to towards like really punitive you know aspects of society uh and 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 that's it's really fucked up because like we live in a society where there is no repercussions for the rich at all zero and so you watch these people have zero zero accountability and um you know you have motherfuckers like jeff bezos and he just sits there with his, you know, $126 billion and he builds dick rockets into space. <laughs> and, you know, he's just like, well, thank, thanks all my workers who do this. And they're, you know, peeing their pants in their fucking warehouse. <laughs> we had a warehouse here that got hit by a tornado and people fucking died in it. And I don't see him, like, rebuilding. He isn't here. <laughs> he isn't part right. of it. You know, it's just like, like, and he make, makes all this money, like, at all. The problem is for a full societal reformation, you know, to get everybody on board, 99% of people are down, right? They're like, yeah, like yeah. we should live a life built around love and happiness and people being able to pursue what they want to and, and having Art and creativity yeah, and not having all these yes. roadblocks in the way. And Hey, if you can't make rent this month, we fucking get it. We'll figure it out. You know, like 99% yeah. of people are on board. And then there's that 1% of people that have so much power that the 99% can never do that. And like, yeah. until we literally drag them by their eyelids down the street off the back of a horse, <laughs> like, yeah, it's impossible. So maybe that's why my brain keeps going there because it's like, yeah, you must brutally oppress the oppressor until there is no more. And you must change society based on the top in order for the vast majority to even have a shot at achieving what you would like to see out of them because the 1% can oppress so hard that yeah. the rest of it doesn't even matter. It, you could have all these grand ideas and all this other stuff, but unless you deal with the 1% of power that literally runs the world, it's just yeah. an idea. It means nothing. Well, and the fact that like they are completely uh, entrenched in our uh, political system, like oh, yeah. uh, that, I, that's something that um, if I was going to uh, uh, like, we all fucking hate the Jehovah's Witnesses. Truly, they are annoying. <laughs> Somehow they have my fucking address where they write me handwritten letters to find fucking Yahweh. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Pamphlets and shit. I'm like, they don't knock on my door, but I get letters from them now and i don't know where the, where they found me how they found me and why they think that i i need to be saved um but i will say this jehovah's witnesses have done some really interesting things for society and and i i i, I think that there's some things that i would use from their point of view in my religion or you know let's just like be honest this is a little culty just the way it, like 
<laughs> we're too, we're too small to be religion. We're we're starting a cult right now that'll eventually get big. Um, they are conscientious objectors. Period. They do not take part in the political system. They don't vote. They don't have a fucking horse in the race because they know that when they die, that nothing matters anymore. It's kind of like a weird fatalistic, intense uh, point of view. And maybe not, excuse me, not everybody is ready for that. But truthfully, um, I think that the Jehovah's Witnesses are much closer to a godlike, uh, you know, like following on this planet just because they don't partake in modern society in the same way that other religions do. Um, they also are like, I don't want blood transfusions. So they like have like in their wallet, a card that says no blood transfusions, meaning they have to get doctors that are actually good at their jobs and aren't going to like fuck you up. So like they have progressed medicine because they don't believe in blood transfusions. I believe in blood transfusions. I want all the blood. Like I'm very much like a Countess Bathory was probably right. <laughs> like, like we should have baths and blood because it might make you live for forever. Look at fucking Glenn Danzig. That dude looks great. And he was putting blood on himself for years. <laughs> um, but, um, I think that, I think that there needs to be a stance of, uh, non-servium like needs to not be a part of this. I will not be a part of your wars. I will not be a part of your oppression. I will not be a part of this. And you know, maybe that comes at the sacrifice of getting off social media. I don't know. Like there's gotta be, you, you have to do something to shut out the fucking noise. And it seems like social media is where the noise is. So maybe there is like an anti Twitter religion, uh, mm. you know, budding right now. <laughs> oh, there, I would bet a lot of money. There's one of those budding right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, I think that's where if I was going to take something from a Western religion that like, and dude, those guys can build fucking houses so fast and they're like well built. Like they're kind of like modern day Mennonites or shakers. Like they aren't like so removed from society that they don't have the like creature comforts of the, like they'll still, they have a heart. They'll still watch YouTube, <laughs> but like, yeah. you know, they, um, they just don't take part in modern society in the way that we all buy into it. And I got to say, there's something about that that i think they get way right yeah yeah i would say on that same kind of topic you know enhancing the society that they're a part of would be this is going to sound insane if you operate as a business you need to pay taxes for fuck's sake oh 100%. my god either 100 either own that you're a business or give every single dollar back to the community. Nobody on a yeah. salary, nobody makes any money. It's entirely volunteer based yeah. or you pay taxes period. Like, I don't yeah. understand how this is still a thing that's happening. We yeah. have corporations paying $0. Yeah. So we need yeah. to, we would it's need insane. to fix that in our cult. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, like, have you watched the, the, the righteous gemstones? No. Ah, oh, dude, you should watch The Righteous Gemstones. That shit is amazing. It's hilarious, and it shows a really good, like, a really good reason why Western religion is just, like, fucking poppycock. It's just absolutely awful. And um, and there's a whole yarn 
where uh, Eli, which is played by uh, John Goodman, is confronted with uh, laundering $3 million through his church. And like that $3 million laundering through his church fixes all the problems. And he actually had to like, like say no to this thing because he knew that he knew that that was never going to be the the right way to do anything. And, um, and I really appreciate the way that they tell the story and, you know, just like everything about it kind of like mentally worked for me. Uh, and the show's just fucking hilarious. Like, period like some of the best quotes have come from it and uh some of the funniest characters so i highly recommend before you watch race by wolves okay. right just gemstones okay <laughs> that, yeah. that's that's what it's all about <laughs> that would i would be it right like if, if a place is raising money you either build a business out of it and you put people yeah. on payroll and you pay yeah. your fair share of and taxes. They do. And and they pay they pay. They pay, they pay, they pay. All right. But like they aren't paying the taxes on it. Yeah. You know, they aren't they aren't they're obligated to give back to society at all. And like nonprofits exist in this world to protect something, to like so there's a lot of nonprofits that I'm like, yeah, they shouldn't pay taxes. Right. Um, because of what they're doing is this a societal benefit. Um, you know, it gives some people jobs, but it also gives like people, um, the community, a tool and something that didn't exist there before. And so those benefits really help. Uh, but I don't think religion does that anymore. <laughs> so I think in my religion, um, we would pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this, that was the, the satanic temples kind of main thing. Um, they paid taxes up until uh, a couple years back, and then now they're finally a 501c3 uh, uh, actual religion nonprofit. And it kind of bums me out that they did it, but truthfully, it was the only way that they could actually really get their, um, you know, 501c4 their their uh, spooky pack, uh, the the super pack, actually to be able to make money to pay for things in a way that wasn't getting taxed, so they could actually do good with it so like they're doing the good in their society that they deem with the money that they have <laughs> you know so they had they had to play in the system to be more impactful in the system i guess yeah. is the way it would go um i also think you know beyond the punitive aspects of it um i think that the statement should be um art should be celebrated and explored mm-hmm. uh thoroughly um and freedom of expression in art um not all art is meant to make you feel good and sometimes like we get kind of weird with this idea of love that kind of forgets the fact that like art also explores the darker more chaotic sides of the human experience you know Mm -hmm. look at francis bacon you know he you know key example of mild-mannered dude who just like broke your brain with his art um I, I I think that we need that, and I think that the the freedom of expression is something that is um, should be celebrated and understood, and uh, also like to to analyze the people who are making art and uh, and run off people who are doing it to harm. <laughs> you know, like I think through the um, the explanation of art and the understanding of art you can actually grow society. And I think that we've done it 
multiple times, you know, fucking look at the Renaissance, you know, like art was the, like a key factor of what is still left from then, you know, Mm -hmm. that and democracy and all that shit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think the only last thing that I would think would be cool to see. So my favorite t-shirt that I've ever seen just said, I met God and she was black. And I was like, that is the best fucking one liner ever. <laughs> and so all I would want to Because you know see, there's like 30% uh, of Christians that are just like, oh, oh I don't oh, I'm so, so mad at triggered. <laughs> um, so I would just say um overrepresentation of women in power. I'm not one, I don't typically like the idea of numbers behind diversity right so for every one you know like for every one person uh one white person in a in an executive position we need one person of color in position i think that does a disservice to the movement personally that's my opinion but i believe in the case of changing the religion in the world we need two women to every one man in charge because god damn it i've they've been brutally oppressed by religion for effectively all of recorded history and yeah. I think that it's oh, time that we listen to what they have to say about the world and how it should be run from a religious and a spiritual standpoint. The Hopi Indians were, were fucking correct. They were a matriarchal society. And while they still had, you know, like males and power and stuff like that, um, it nothing happened without <laughs> without the uh, the say of their like the back to dune the reverend mothers like we are yeah. we're, we're, we're here like i i think that we need to be a matriarchal society as well i think um you know we have this whole idea that like you know women have to raise the men and, and you know all that shit and now we're like oh all of our guys are soft because the women raised them so let's like fucking put women back in their place so they know that that would, to keep us in power like no like we should put fucking women in power because we have put women in power whoever is in charge of the youth is in power and so if you've done that if it's the women's responsibility to to raise women they need to be the fucking people who we look to for answers and not us like like if that if you want to get back to it and you want to get fucking weird and biblical about it the only thing the husband should ever do is come home with fucking money and shut the fuck up about what the wife is doing you know like we should be supporting them yeah like that that's truly what it is this isn't a, a thing of control it's a, a practical uh business arrangement essentially at that point i think that um I think that you're you're 100 correct. I think that two women to every man in power is key, uh, and yeah. you know from diverse aspects of of life. You know, not not just you know white women who uh, you know have ha, have also um, you know enjoyed a life of leisure and luxury because of uh, you know the societal norm of a of a patriarchal society an anglo patriarchal society like we need women of color we need women of different religions we need um we need uh, consensus of mm-hmm. society and i think it should come from women period <laughs> yes <laughs> like yes period. big time <laughs> yeah i i i uh Dude, I'm I'm 100% behind you on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's us two, and we need four other chicks to run it. We need four other chicks, <laughs> dude. I mean, like, uh, my my wife doesn't want any part of anything like that, but she would be fucking graded. 
Ah, uh, shit. So we're, we're definitely going to have to come back to this more. We're going to have to do some more research on it. We're going to have to talk about it more. I I want to talk about more things that hit home. Because like I said, I've thought long and hard about society and religion. And is it even useful anymore? And like, part of me says no. Yeah. But uh, the other part of me is like, but it is so important to people how do we how do we fix it how do we make it better for for them and for us because like truthfully like if we live in a society where everybody a, a theistic society you know um even though like our constitution is meant to separate that mm-hmm. <laughs> like but if we're if, if we're doing it it's like we got to do it right we got to think about it right man mm-hmm yeah, I think it's worth coming back to. So maybe what we should do is do some homework. I think that yeah. we should do some research to maybe just understand more of the origins of religion and the purpose and diverse religions. Like, you know, what was the first one and what was the point of it? And what are some religions sure. that got lost along the way? But then I also think it would be interesting to find a religion that we probably identify with most that's out there. It's fucking Jedi's, man. A Jedi. <laughs> yeah, that's probably fair. That's probably that's probably it. <laughs> I got lots of midi chlorians. <laughs> yeah, uh, buddy. What uh, what are you happy for this week? What are, what are you celebrating? Um, you know, I'm just squished between Warhammer grand tournaments right now. I've been, I just played a whole week into Warhammer. I've got another whole week into Warhammer coming up. So I'm kind of living in, I'm kind of praising the dice gods. That's kind of the religion I'm practicing right now is the Warhammer. Me and Big E have been hanging out a lot. RNG. I need my RNG gods on my side. (laughs) Yeah. No, this was the first big ass. Well, this was the first convention I've been to since COVID hit. So that was awesome to just see people Uh, excited to be together. Like, and you know, it's great to get, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, I feel like it's kind of a rival Warhammer team, like the other Colorado team it's almost like a rival team, but we're friends with them all for the most part. And so it was really good to get us together with them. We went up to Wyoming and, um, shredded them on their home turf. And it was, it was good to get our teams together, you know, playing under different flags, but with just one purpose, just get up there, have fun, dominate the scene. And it felt good to do that. And we had a great time. The guys in Wyoming were awesome hosts. They put together an amazing tournament. Um, They don't have nearly the resources and tools that we have here in the Denver scene based on population and, you know, every other reason that Wyoming might struggle to keep up with the Denver meta in a competitive game. Um, So, obviously slight disadvantage for them for us to just show up there, but um, (laughs) it was super fun. You know, like I really liked the idea of building these rivalries across straight lines and it it was great, you know, great to meet people who you've never met. You know, I played a guy on who I would consider our rival team uh, who I hadn't met before. And we just met and started talking in the middle of the game. We we grew up in the same city and went to rival high schools. And this is before turn one. And it's like, this is now a high school rival match. Yeah. Like we're playing yeah. for our high schools right now. It's going on. 
And um, it's I, Amity versus Dayton all over. Again. Yeah. Yep. Skyline versus Niwot. And I got to tell you, Skyline <laughs> dominated, dude. We dominated. took I took one home for the Falcons. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was it was fun, dude. It was just really good to get people together. Like I just continue to just find so much joy and excitement and just spending time connecting with people on a shared bizarre nerdy niche interest. I love it. Dude, you got to come to Warfare Weekend later on this year here in St. Louis. Uh you can stay with me. We'll we'll hang out. It'll be over my birthday weekend. Uh and uh we'll eat good food. We'll play play war games, take some paint lessons and hang out with a bunch of nerdy people. Maybe we'll do uh Adepticon next year. I um after hearing all the Adepticon roundups, there's part of me that was like a little upset that I wasn't able to do it this year. <laughs> I feel like this year would be the year to skip and next year is going to be insane. It's going to be insane. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah. So what are you, what's going on with you, man? What are you pumped about? right um, now? I am just like wanting everybody to take, take some time and do some uh personal self-reflection you know think about think about some of the stuff we talked today and and you know see if any of it rings true or if any of them uh have any topics uh i've got my this is right here is my my three books that have been like really important for me for um self-reflection and guided meditation i have the four agreements by don miguel ruiz you can buy this this is a book that it's cheap it's like six bucks on amazon it's fucking worth it it's easy um if you're into tarot at all this is the 78 degrees of uh uh wisdom it is about the 78 tarot cards and it breaks down what their uh the themes of them are and gives you some real practical knowledge from a woman's point of view all tarot was all from men uh, uh up until uh modern times and so this is like taking the old stuff the old hierarchical uh knowledge and breaking it down from a woman's perspective and um and uh rachel rachel pollock wrote it and she's uh fucking great like she actually um it's it's made a lot of things make a lot of sense and the Tao of Pooh. Uh, this is not in print anymore. This is by Benjamin Hoff. You can, like, my wife found this for me. This is one of the greatest books of taking Winnie the Pooh and apply it to Taoism and about balance and about peace and about inner inner calm. Uh, I love that book. <laughs> and it's something that uh, I, I, I recommend just, like, taking some time to, like, breathe Think about the world. Think about your impact on the world. And make sure that you're putting out more good than bad. <laughs> because I think that, um, especially especially in today's society, it's really easy to re uh, not realize that you are putting out way more bad than good. And, and coming from a totally authentic place to, like, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. But also, like, you're all also being pretty destructive. So, like... Just take some moral inventory. That's all I encourage anybody to do right now. A little bit of a little bit of self reflection and moral inventory, I think, will go a long way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's great, great. This is part one of the part two special, and you can join it's, our cult. It's probably going to be like a seven part special. We'll I feel just like keep it's on be coming an back to it. Topic, I do too. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking, I mean, because like. 
Like it could I've be always a- wanted a cult, man. I've all, always, always like I'm, I'm into that. I think that it's pretty. They're pretty interesting. <laughs> I was thinking too. Uh, the part three would happen in maybe a month or two, where if we find a religion that we actually do like that actually grabs our interest, where we're like that could actually maybe be interested. You know, what if we just went there? It'd be that'd be wild. And then reported back our findings, right? You figure out like, <laughs> hey, this religion kind of is like speaking to me. Like maybe do kinda a video sweet. conference with them or figure we might do some field research. This podcast is going in the field. Yeah. Uh you know what? Uh there was this Unitarian church that uh the Chochis went to. They were not religious. They were actually atheists, but they as a, a way to keep their kids tapped into society went to a Unitarian church and uh, it was really important for them and the development of their business and just like the development of them as human beings. So maybe, maybe there's something to that. There might be something going on. Part one of part many. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. We, uh, We love you, but make some art, open your heart. Let out a fart. That's my motto today. (laughs) Same, same. All right, buddy. See you guys. guys.